Greetings. Before we officially start the show, I'd like to commend you on what a bold move you've made by choosing to consume this podcast. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be weird? Well, thankfully, the answer to all three of those questions is yes. Anyway, there's probably going to be some choice language at some point, so don't say that I didn't warn you. Enjoy the show. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 113, we find out why a dog is truly a man's best friend. Why Missouri is boring as hell. Why is Nicolas Cage making another movie? And much, much more. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined, as always, by the main man from San Frank, coming to us live from the Netherlands. It's a good chase. Good shade, buddy. What's good, y'all? Local by choice, international by nature. Kush Hayes here. Lucky number 113 for the Waffle Box and the Serve Squad. Coming to you from the future home of Redhead Days 2014. And we do this because you love it. You love us because we do this. It is the best part of Wednesdays, and you accept no substitutions. Producer Lathan, what's good? Ahoy, ahoy, gentlemen, I'm feeling great. My phone is on silent, and before we start, may I be the first to wish our very own Mike a happy anniversary of the day of his birth. Let us raise a glass and wish you at least 15 more years. Cheers. Yes. (laughs) Just being a little pessimistic there, Lathan, but uh, cheers to you, Michael. Cheers, yes, uh, although podcasts do live in a vacuum of time and space yeah tell me about it someone could be listening to this on march 24th 2026 but um yes mm. the, the, the official day this podcast released is the anniversary of the day of my birth so woo-woo, made it another year that's what's up suck it death i guess yeah uh, no de- death can receive a big kick in the ass lately indeed indeed as uh as we did find out, I guess we'll, I guess we'll, 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 we'll preponderating whether to mention it. But yeah, just a quick mention. Uh, obviously, wrestling is a big thing that connects myself and Kush. Is how we met. Um, and last in the last week, the wrestling world did have a couple of tragedies. Terry Funk, legendary Terry Funk, um, and then um, unexpectedly, uh, Mr. Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, thirty six. No way. Have we heard any heard anything about? Uh about what rotunda like was it a heart attack was it an overdose car accident like i just heard the young man passed away yeah so sean ross sap of fightful.com was uh given the information from the family um because i guess they wanted to put it out there because they didn't want you know how the internet is these days mm-hmm. speculation things like that so they so apparently so in like february or march he got covid and that exacerbated a existing heart mm. condition um, um, apparently there had been shown signs of improvement and he was hoping to come back into the wrestling fold but uh yeah unfortunately last thursday he suffered a heart attack and uh passed away very sad well, very sad that is that is very sad um and then as far as terry funk goes what was that man in his late 70s was- 79 if i remember mm. correctly um he, I think he, was, uh, uh, he was dealing with uh, a little bit of alzheimer's as far as like or dementia yeah. i believe 
I think they just call that being 79. But, you know, Terry Funk is that unusual cat where he, like, he retired 24 times. I might have that number wrong, but it's more than once. Some people only retire twice even. And Mr. Funk uh, retired so many times that only death could finally retire him for well, the I worst. Did, I, I did pop onto a, a wrestling podcast last Thursday, shout out to Between Two Beards. Um that I, I made the joke of like I wouldn't be I wouldn't shock the way Terry Funk ran his life and his career I wouldn't be shocked at his funeral just before, just before they lower the casket, casket the casket opens it oh I'm just I got another booking I'm back <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing it would be amazing but uh, yeah for those that don't aren't familiar with the old wrestling and Terry Funk we talk about Terry Funk retiring a lot like as Lathan did say, it's my anniversary of the day of my birth. I am, let's just say, closer to 40 than I'm not. And okay. Terry Funk first retired before I was born. Like, that's the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. His first retirement <laughs> was 83. Oh, wow. Right, that's... Wow. So... No, I didn't... I was not aware of that. And his last wrestling match was 2017. <laughs> Shit. But, yeah. Boy, so, very honest I, with you, so... I, I, is 75 mm. Mm. so yeah shout out shout out that's a bit weird but yeah thoughts goes to the families of both mm. uh, especially i mean it's uh, not it's not you know one's not worse than the other but obviously when when someone dies young it's a it just hits a little bit more because it's it's so young and yeah. and he leaves behind a fiance and four kids it's very it's like oh it's, it's a very heartbreaking story and while we're on the subject, uh, just uh, one, 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 re- one glass raised to Mr. Bob Barker also. Oh, yes. That happened, what, Sunday? Yeah. Saturday. Saturday, uh, Sunday. Happy days. Not happy days. But yeah, so if you remember mm-hmm. to get your... Uh, Only your cats and dogs are happy about this. Yeah. But hey, don't let his death be in vain. Spay and neuter your animals to control the animal population. Shout out to Bob Barker. Um, right before we get into it, obviously we alluded to it last week that Mr. Mr. Kush Hayes is on location, um, in some town. I can't remember. It's, it's in, it's in the graphic. It's, it's somewhere in the Netherlands. Um, it's, it's of the town of Tilburg. It's a city. Tilburg, yeah. Tilburg city uh, for the Redhead Days Festival. Obviously he got there early. He was prepping, but he's now experienced a full weekend of Redhead Days festivities. Yeah. It came and went. It came quickly. Had a great time. Saw saw a bunch of folks from the tribe. Uh, one or two folks couldn't make it because that's just how things are these days. But uh, you know, got to see all the good friends, and we caught up on time. Some some folks were here last year. A couple of us haven't been back in four years, so there was definitely a lot to catch up on. And. Boy, was there a lot of drinking and smoking, and uh, they don't do mushrooms out here anymore. So there was magic truffles floating around, Ooh, and uh, honestly, fancy. I'm surprised I did as well as I did. Um, there's a to, as we're recording this. Yesterday was the final day of the festival, so there was a big photo op. There's like 2,500, 3,000 redheads uh, in this one park. They got a huge aerial photo of it. Press, Reuters, BBC. Everybody was there covering it internationally, 18 different countries in attendance. And then, uh, and then it started raining. 
very easy to look up future weather reports. I brought an umbrella, but in this case, I was like, hmm, wasn't supposed to rain until like two o'clock. So here I am in shorts, the thinnest hoodie I have, and no umbrella. And I think I temporarily got sick, or at least burned myself out. So I missed the campfire last night. I'm a little sad about that. But um was able to catch up with the rest of my friends this morning for breakfast. Um, but now a little sad about that. So, however, I was, uh, you know, you, you try and sleep and you try and sleep and you try and sleep. And finally, it's just like it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm going to see if that bar across the street is open. Yes, they are, FYI. And uh, got a got a double shot of some whiskey and just sat there and just processed stuff. And a uh, young group, four, five, six people over here trying to harmonize Seal's Kiss from a Rose. I'm not even sure they were born when this song came out. One guy hit that hit that high note real high. And you hit that shit real good. But once they got past that, they just kept repeating the same verse like five, 10 minutes worth. And I did a little video recording of it. It's the video is of my shoe, but that's that's not important. What's important is you could hear them. And I was just like, oh. This is delightful. But guess what? Me and the tribe butchered Bohemian Rhapsody the other night, so I'm not trying to, like, you did it wrong. <laughs> Everyone had a great time, apparently, and that's what's important. I, had, I just had a little thought. Did you ever think, right, because obviously this isn't the first Redhead Days Festival. It's been going on for several years now. But mm-hmm. did you, because obviously throughout time and history, mm-hmm. Redheads have suffered a little bit of, ribbing shall we say from mm-hmm. those that don't have red head i guess hence they the, used to burn us festival, for witchcraft mike fish well yeah that, all right I, I guess i was talking about more modern time. but anyway yeah so like obviously redheads are kind of like the the red-headed stepchild i guess of the uh the hair coloring mm. maybe that's where it came from but did you ever think like when you was like gathering for your giant photo so oh here, three thousand redheads all together. Did you ever one like just get worried that it was like it was a trap, and like the 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 organizer of the <laughs> festival whips off the wig and she's a brunette and she's like, they're all here, they're all here, go go go, and saying like like gunshot. <laughs> so the organizer is actually a blonde. Oh, there you go. Um, a... I'm going to get to that. Actually, it's funny. You... It's funny you do mention that. So we're standing in front of this giant tower that's like six, seven stories or whatever. Um, but we're also surrounded by, again, there's professional press there. But then there's just regular dudes with their phone going click, 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 click. And you're like, ooh, we are absolutely on exhibition right now. Like this is, we might as well be at the zoo. You know, the the only difference between this year and like 2019 was there was a parade or at least a march. So like we start in location X and then we wander through the court of the town to get to location B where the photo is. And it's just like, again, lots of people just go click, 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 click. Like this is a, yeah, it's, it's a little awkward at times. It's a little awkward to, to put ourselves out like that. People taking um, pictures of you like, look, 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 they think they're regular people. Don't touch the redheads. Don't. You might catch it. <laughs> well, I am happy to announce that we are not regular people. We are something different. Um, however, we're either made like tanks or we're made like 
birds with uh, hollow bones. It's one or the other. There's no like in between. Oh, one second. Mm -mm. Are we frozen? Can you hear me? Am I still good? You're still great. Okay. No, I was just because so Zoom just instantly just went. Oh, by the way, your microphone has changed your AirPods. Oh, it's changed back to the the microphone. And I just wanted to check because last week, oh, this. Is... So last Tuesday, because every Tuesday I I record a do a live podcast on the YouTube. Claret and Big Blue. Claret and Big Blue. And I guess I didn't notice it if it did warn me. And so I had the whole setup. I had the microphone looking good and everything. But it, right at the beginning of the show, it switched my speaker to the AirPods. And mm -hmm. so I, we did the show for like an hour plus. It was great times. And you know when you, that you finish a show, you kind of have that like, oh, we nailed that. That was a really good show. I'm happy with that. That was a pleasant show. And then I listen to it back and I sound like complete trash because it's just going through my effort and I was so pissed off. <sighs> so my buddy Alex, he sounded great. And then it just sounded like I was reporting live from a tornado or something. There you go. Okay, right. Before we get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, the, 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 oh, he's back, he's back. So you froze there for a second, buddy. He's back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Anyways, yes, I relate. You you get through the show and then you play it back just for the sake of playing it back. You're like, hey, what's up, guys? You're welcome to the fishing show. And you're like, and then you check the one setting. It's like, oh, it recorded from the laptop mic and not this professional microphone I spent five hundred dollars on. Mm. so you just sound like you're just why is he recording it from all the way over the other side of the room that's <laughs> a bit bizarre yes i agree so tomorrow night as we record this on monday i will be double triple checking making sure i sound good but you have to you have to you have to also oh, in the life of me right so as this being the anniversary of my birth lands on a in a midweek mm-hmm so, you know, you have that, you know, do you celebrate the weekend before or after? I always think doing it after is a bit weird because it's like your birthday's already gone. So yeah, right. right we, did little, we did a little gathering this past weekend. And so I'm like super excited. We go into um, my in-laws, uncle's house. He's got a nice pool. It's a beautiful big backyard. We got a bunch of food. We was going to grill. We got a bunch of alcohol. And then mm -hmm. so I was planning, okay, we're going to get there. We're going to set this up. We're going to start the grill. I'm going to grab a nice beer. I'm going to lay yeah. on my floaty and just like enjoy life. Mm, positive. As I'm getting there, about 10 minutes away from my destination, my car starts sounding like it has the worst case of asthma or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? So as we pull in, luckily, there's a guy who long, I have a Toyota. Luckily, there was a guy there who used to work for Toyota and he was like a mechanic. He knows a lot about Toyotas. And so I was like, Hey, but can, real quick, can you just like listen to this? Like, what is this something simple or whatever? Turn the car on very quickly. He's like, Oh, your alternator's on the way out. You need to fix that like soon, because if that breaks, then you're going to be able to start your car. So rather than enjoy the beginning of my 
party, I had to then drive to AutoZone, spend several hundred dollars on an alternator, and to get that replaced. And then it was just, oh, this is so stressful. Like I was, it's supposed to be a beautiful, peaceful day. It's unnecessary stress, that's for sure, man. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, well, at least you got it fixed, right? And like, oh, at least it wasn't the dentist appointment. Uh, no. That would have been terrible on your birthday. Like, oh, I cracked it through. Oh. Oh, Mike, let me ask you real quick. I'm going to change the subject. Zero degrees Celsius. That's supposed to be freezing, right? It, it, it's not supposed to be freezing. It is freezing. Okay. Do you see any icicles in the in this camera in this background here? Because my thermostat is supposed to be below zero right now, and I don't even feel a little chill. I just it sounds like the AC's on. You probably can't hear it, but I feel like I feel like you just turn the dial and it just makes the machine go. It doesn't actually produce any cold. Yeah, I do not see any freezing. Or is there much moisture? I guess in your room. I'm assuming not. Well, I guess the drink, but you only need one, 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 one drop. But yeah, no, but the the air the air conditioning at this hotel is bullshit. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that that's the worst thing I'm gonna say about this hotel. The zero degrees Celsius is when water goes from a liquid to a solid. It freezes. It's it's freezing point. Well, ain't shit freezing in here, dude. Why would you want it zero degrees? Why would you want to sit in a because it's awfully humid and muggy. No, I would. I, if I could get to 15 degrees Celsius, that would be also fine. But I was, I was just like, I don't feel like this is the conditioning of air I want. So let's just turn it to zero and see what happens. And that was five days ago. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Well, like again, there's a fan running, but I think the fan is just running. I don't think it's producing anything. Yeah, I don't think the air conditioning knob does anything. Bless it. Lame. Oh. Get your shit fixed, Netherlands. Anyways, dude, let's get into the show here. Do it. Um, Lathan, if you could do as the honors, let's kick it into gear and hit him with this week's top stories. It's now time for this week's top stories. We start things off in Boston. Boston. I don't know. Boston. Boston. There we go. Boston. Where a man's wedding day. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Um, maybe not happening. Thanks to his four-legged furry friend. So Donato Frateroli. Great. Bastard name and his fiance Magda Masri. Oh, mm. so they 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 went to Boston City Hall last Thursday to fill out their marriage license because apparently you have to get a license to get married. Luckily, there's no test involved. Otherwise, that could, mm, that to be fair, that could save a lot of things. People, no, you didn't pass the test, you can't get married, so therefore you can't get divorced. We're saving you. They stopped doing that testing history. bullshit a while ago. Yeah. Although I I got I got a mini test when I was doing my green card thing, but that's okay. That's a whole other thing. Um, so they had to fill out their marriage uh, marriage license, things like that, and the wedding's mm. planned for this Thursday, August thirty first. Mm. Um, but there's a destination wedding, so they're flying to Italy. Hence, you know the the surnames. I guess they're going with family. 
getting married in Italy. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Sure. However, when they returned home after feeling all successful, oh, look at that, my love. We are getting married next week. And um, we have the wedding license. Nothing can stop us now. Now, let's do our traditional checks. Let's make sure we have everything. Marriage license. Ha, ha, ha. Of course we have that. We just got it. My love you, my dear. Now, where are our passports? Where? What is that piece of shredded paper by the dog? Dun, dun, dun. The dog ate the passports. Ah. I was cause frozen at the the punchline. Gee, oh my god! Can can you help me out here? <laughs> Thanks. He's somewhere in trouble. Where is he? Right, let's wait. Let's wait for. Right, Netherlands, get your shit together. Get your wife, hotel Wi-Fi is sorted. Cause she's Wi-Fi back in San Francisco is pretty bad. Oh, he's popped up. Cush's Wi-Fi in San Francisco is bad enough, but this is this is taking it to a whole other level. I know. Yeah, this has never happened in Waffle Box history. However, this is episode one thirteen, so it's bad luck. A unicorn's anyway. horn might spike out of your head any minute now. So what I was saying before we was rudely interrupted by your damn hotels. You should name and shame this wife, this hotel. Name and shame them. When we get home, I still need to get home. Good idea. They might have the hotel room bugged. It's a, it's a great I'm hotel. Just, Five I'm stars. I'm on them for transport to the airport tomorrow. So when we get home, we're going to talk some shit. But before then, great times. But anyway, as we were saying, so yes, the couple returned home. Ah, successful. We have the wedding wedding license, and now to prepare for our destination wedding in Italy. Let's look for our passports. Uh oh. The dog ate their passports. Wow. Inconvenient. And this is why I don't like dogs. No, this is no this isn't this is why I love dogs. Oh. All right. So quote our extremely cute one and a half year old golden retriever decided that maybe she didn't want us to go away to get married. Sure, that's that's what the dog was thinking. So she hopped up onto the counter and decided my passport was a nice new toy to play with. Frateroli told the Boston Herald. I believe the article continues saying that Donato's cat cut up all of Magda's clothes and took a shit in her underwear drawer. But the couple are certain that this isn't a sign from the universe that their marriage is doomed before it's even begun. That's what I'm saying. See, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think to... This is why dogs are bad. This is why dogs are good. The dog, dog knows. Dogs are dogs are sensitive. They sense shit. They can mm-hmm. sense who's nice and who's evil. This dog, um, whose name's Chicky, aka Chicken Cutlet, um, was like, Dad, I fucking trust this bitch. You know, don't do it. And so the dog was like, Oh fuck, they're gonna get the marriage license. This is it. This is my... what, what what can I do? What can I do? have those passports so yes only a couple of days before they were due to leave they have no passports um so they contacted the offices of uh rip, rip. 
guess, rep representative Stephen Lynch and Senator Ed Markey for help, who who both quickly replied and they were happy to help expedite the process. Mm -hmm. uh, Fratelli was originally told the earliest he could get a passport appointment would be Thursday in Atlanta, one day before his flight. Uh, but he said Monday morning that he was able to secure an emergency appointment with the Boston passport mm -hmm. office. It costs oh, like seven hundred to a thousand dollars too, by the way. Like they said, they're going to help with the expedite expedition process, but you're paying for this, pal. Yeah, your dog it is not it, non gratis. It's not complimentary. Not like even free. my um, because I had to when I renewed my passport, I have to, I have to send the old one back to the UK, and then mm -hmm. I have to prepay for them to send the new one back to me. Even that was kind of like, hey, take your time. But still, that was that was not cheap. That was not cheap. Yeah. Um, I, think the, I think the normal passport's like, what, $250 or something? I honestly can't remember this, but it's... That's fine. That's fine. I have a memory. We'll figure. Of a I'll let you know in 2017 when it's my... 2027 when it's my turn again. And I'll... Cause I'll I'm, I was going to say, when I, when I, I, might, I might apply for American passport. We'll get into that in a few years' time. Um, quote, the most important day of my life is coming up, Donato said. I've got to make sure that I'm there for it would help. He said he expected to leave this Monday's... Well, he expected to leave... Oh, okay. He expected to leave this Monday's appointment with a new passport. Uh, Fetteroli confirmed on Facebook the situation was, quote, all worked out. Also, I'm yes. sorry, guys, but could we just circle back a second? Who the yeah. fuck names a dog chicken cutlet? They should be reported for animal cruelty. Yeah, that's not. Whatever, stupid. Um, Is it stupid? Mike, when you, you when name, you were getting an animal, no, oh, doesn't matter. No, wait. When you were getting ready to get married, did any of your friends pull you aside and say, "Hey, dude, you're making a big mistake for any miscellaneous reason"? No. Okay, well that's good. That's good. I had a friend. Smart. Who uh, everybody, almost everybody had a problem with his soon-to-be future wife, by the way, now ex-wife. Um, but uh, hey. four of them went on the bachelor party trip. I, th I think they went to this, did the standard thing, went to Las Vegas. One of them was very adamant about it. And then they were like, yeah, we got your back. You tell Jimmy about how bad his wife is going to be when uh, they do get married. And one of them stepped forward and the other three stepped backward. And he's just like, uh, hey, Jimmy, uh, Sally kind of sucks. And then he didn't listen to it and then paid the cost for it. But at the time, I was like, this is an incredibly rude fucking thing to do. Like, he, he's been in a relationship with this woman. They didn't just meet on Facebook last week. You know, like, he... He knows the pros and cons. Apparently, he does not, by the way. But guess what? At the end of the day, they were right. And the whole time, just like when he's talking to me about getting the divorce and the whole process, I'm just like, how do you feel about that? Like, could you ever go back? Wish you could go back in time and like change it. Like, hmm, you might have a point, Keith. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, 100. Um, if I'm getting, if I end up getting divorced, and Keith warned me. And I brushed him off. I'm 100% going. Like, I'm turning up at his house with like some beers. I'm like, dude, you're all right. She'll listen to you. Yeah. Ah. You got to make, yeah. you got to smooth that over. 
crows before hoes hashtag next story oh you know, again, I bring this this phrase up, this quote up so many times. But as George Carlin once said, if you realize how dumb the average person is, just remember 50% of people are dumber than them. Researchers and monster hunters gathered this past weekend in the United Kingdom's Scottish Highlands to look for the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Not only is that bad, but this this was... Like, this wasn't just two blokes on a little, little rowboat with some binoculars or anything. This was, like, quote, the biggest search for the Loch Ness Monster in over 50 years. <laughs> so... The article reads, Somewhere beneath the surface of Loch Ness lies Nessie, the legendary sea beast whose reputation spans nearly 1,500 years. At least that's what the monster hunters from around the world hope to prove. Mm-hmm. Right, again, one, it's not, it's, not, it's not a real thing. But let's just say it was a real... I mean, I guess we don't know, but is it... If it was first spotted 1,500 years ago, I don't think it's still going to be swimming around now. Mm, probably not. Or maybe... It, no, it's not. No, I'm just gonna say no. But let's talk about the the create the, 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 the stupid lengths these people are, and the money. The money it all comes back to money. How much money do they spend on this? So investigators broke out all sorts of technology, including surveying equipment. Uh, the Loch Ness Center said that they'd never been used on freshwater lake before. Drones with infrared cameras were flying over the lake, and a hydrophone was used under the surface to detect Nessie-like calls. Volunteers also participated in a large surface watch of the lock, scanning the surface for any irregularities. Um, you will be shocked to find out. So I'm glad you're sitting down, Kush, and I hope anyone that's listening to this is sitting down. Not maybe not. Hope you're not driving because oh, this might just scare you so much you're gonna weave off the road and cause a massive accident. But you will be shocked to find. Thank you. Lot less not monster wasn't found. No. Damn. Damn. Not this time. Not this time. Apparently the hunters weren't deterred after their failed search for the Loch Ness monster, and they packed up their stuff and headed to Ireland to try and get hold of a leprechaun. They're always after their lucky charms. Wouldn't shock me. What are you, uh, what are you going to say? Because I, what, what is, what is, I have nothing against the Scottish. But what is their fascination with things that don't exist? Like their national animal. Their national animal is a unicorn. Oh, really? I don't know that. I mean, England's <laughs> is a lion. There's not many lions bucking about in, in England. But at least it's a real animal. Mm-hmm. A unicorn, jeez. Right. I mean, you know, there, there's also the Bigfoot in in, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I understand from one Mister Joe Rogan, like he he went on a few of those Bigfoot hunts, and you know, guys with was like, yeah, we're we're pretty sure there's no Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but you know, we're camping, hanging out with my son, we're doing some bonding, got a got a rifle, it's it's good times. 
So you know, I, have feel, I have a feeling it's this is this is somewhere around that ballpark. Well, no, there's a, I mean, there's a difference between what you're describing. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, let's get let's get a get a fire going. Let's get a tent up. Let's get some beers. Father Sun time. And but we'll tell mum we're looking for Sasquatch. Whereas this drones with infrared stuff is all. This is not just a weekend away with the boys. This is like some weird shit. Like I'm not judging anyone. No. But seriously, give no, up. Judge. Give up. No, the um, if they didn't find Nessie with the infrared cameras, and I'm not not above thinking like she might uh just she might not produce any heat in the nest of Locke, but. If you didn't dead. find her with the infrared, she probably ain't there. Oh, the, the next thing that we got. Oh, see, what it is, is we, what we have confirmed. I don't know why they're talking like this, but this is, this is what mm-hmm. it is. I imagine they're talking. Is uh, uh, we, we have discovered that the Loch Ness Monster actually has clo- uh, cloaking device. She can, she, so what we need is is better technology. Because she can make herself invisible. That's, that's what it is. That's the next bullshit thing they're going to come up with. I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it. But there you go. What we have learned, Loch Ness Monster, shock, still hasn't made an appearance. Which, I mean, how? Because, you know, if every Christmas, you know, that's where you should give up. Because every Christmas, they've got a GPS on Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. They've managed to do that. They've managed to sneak a tracking device on his sleigh so you can track it online. If you haven't found Nessie yet, give up. That's what I'm saying. I think that's fair. Just give up. Let that be the message. Just give up. Just if if you learn one thing from this week's episode, it's just give up on your hopes and dreams mm-hmm. and just live a mundane life. Anyway. They didn't achieve anything, but I tell you what. There is someone who did. Segway. It's now time for this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? So we've already talked about dogs trying to save his owner from a life worth of misery and a pricey divorce down the line but unfortunately it does seem that chicken cutlet wasn't able to do that however kick cat the cat from missouri was able to live her dream and achieve her goals um mm. because kick cat a 13 year old missouri cat working together with owner trisha seifraid seifraid showed off his jump roping skills and broke the Guinness World Record for most times most time a rope was skipped in a minute by a cat I guess it's fucking obscure as fuck but there you go Um, he he skipped the rope nine times in one minute to break the Guinness World Record so okay well, good for you kid cat the, the cat um owner trisha said 
quote, by six months old, Kit Kat was jumping rope in front of a huge, in front of huge crowds of people at the farm, helping to bust myths that cats can't be trained, she told the Guinness World Record. Huge crowds, huge fucking crowds. The Missouri Tourism Board must be really scraping the bottom of the barrel if one of their main attractions is a 13-year-old cat jumping over a piece of rope. Wait until they see my find a coin behind your ear trick. They'll probably think I'm a wizard and make me their king. Ooh. Isn't this our second jump rope record? Possibly. Possibly. That's fair. My memory is not as good as that. But uh, yeah, geez, imagine that. Hey, kids. Come on. Now, put, put down the PlayStation. Put down the PlayStation. Got, we've got, I've got something amazing to show you. We're going, we're going to this farm and we're going to watch a cat jump over some rope. That's No, it, no it's, it's better than it sounds. Get in the car. Get in the car. Huge crowds. <laughs> Huge crowds. Um... Quote, oh, jumping rope is definitely his most impressive trick. However, oh, there's more to mm -hmm. Kit Kat. However, because of his age, we do need to keep the jumping to a minimum. Oh, his favorite trick. Oh. My editing skills are really getting tested this week. And by skills, I mean, I might actually have to edit something, which is bullshit, if you ask me. Hey! Fuck's sake. Aye, aye, aye. We're back. We're back. It would be nice, right? Hotel Wi-Fi, I'm talking to you. Could you at least, like, do that when we finish the segment? It would make my life a lot easier to edit this. Bastards. <laughs> um... But anyway, yes, jumping rope is definitely his most impressive trick. However, because of his age, we do need to keep jumping to a minimum. I would say, though, his favorite trick is high-fiving. He loves high-fiving all of his fans at events. He has fans. The cat that can high-five is pretty special, actually. It's, it's a, not all of them can do it. This is why dogs are better than cats. Dogs can high-five like Mofos, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you want high five? Boom. You want a high five? You want you want a, you want a low five? Oh, boom. You want me to spin around? I got that. What's a cat skill? Yeah, I'm just going to go over and shit in this box. Walking on its hind legs. And then you can clean that up. See, when dogs shit, you just bag, tie it up, trash. With mm -hmm. cats, the litter box is a whole thing. That's a little scoop. That's fine. Just. Whatever. Anyway, I'm still teamed up, baby. Still to come on this week's Wobble Box. And of course, with the trapdoor of... Oh, we're bringing back the pet peeves. We're bringing back the pet peeves in this week's trapdoor. We're getting rid of some people. Um, Kush is going to review a movie, and I'm going to lose what little hair I have left trying to keep frantic notes of how many times I have to edit this out because that hotel Wi-Fi. But anyway, I need to take a break. I need to take a brief. I need to sit down. I need to lay down for a minute. So we'll be right back after this short break. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> 
Something in this scale, I mean, more than 20 new bands at a shot. That's a fair bit of work, am I right? I mean, it's like Mick always says to me. We do it for the love, man. Zeppelin 72 was nothing like this. It's sort of like vintage Bowie, you know? All shiny and unexpected, like. It's a whole magazine, isn't it? I can't read, you know. <laughs> what do you think, I'm daft or something? It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Walk Box episode 113. Still to come, we are deleting some annoying people from the earth. This week's Vector Kush reviews a Nicolas Cage movie. This is very exciting. It's 12th of the year, I believe. But it is the middle of the show, so it's the perfect time for the middle of the show quiz! Um, this week, in celebration of the anniversary of the day of my birth, what I'm going to do, what we've got here together, is a little bit, a little, little game of who am I, Kush? A little bit, who am I? So I'm going to describe five people that share this glorious day of anniversary with me. And you have to try to guess who I'm discussing, who I'm talking about. It's nice and simple. Is it not? It is. I concur. Should be. So are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a wide variety of different types of people from different fields. It's very exciting. Uh, Lathan, can we get some tense music, please? Thank you very much. All right. Person number one. Number one. Thank you. Born in 1972 in the city of San Diego, which is Spanish for Wales vagina. I attended Long Beach Polytechnic High School where Snoop Dogg was my classmate. I made my acting debut alongside a masked man. I am a very good learner, but I've been known to be a bad teacher. Jack Black? No. Mask Man. I feel like I should know the Mask Man gimmick. See where you're going, Jack Black, Mask Man. He was uh, Luchador in... Yeah, I see that. Oh. But no, you're wrong. I'll, I'll give you that one. So I'll give you one more guess. Since it's, since it's my birthday, I'll, I'll, I'm feeling generous. Thanks, man. Thanks. Snoop Dogg. Tyrese Gibson? No, he, no, he was wrong, Nate. He was oh, wrong. Oh, he was wrong. He was wrong. Oh my God. I am a well Nathan, of emotions Nathan. right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it was Cameron Diaz. Oh, uh, okay. She made her acting debut with a masked man. man. The mask. Mm -hmm. And she was in Bad Teachers. Mm. Great clue. Great clue. Right. So after all that confusion, Nathan, he actually did get that one wrong. Um, number two. Number two. Born in 1989 in the bustling borough of Brooklyn, I took lessons and learned to play the trumpet and subsequently for me to say, taught myself to play guitar and piano. I have written songs for Eminem, Selena Gomez, Gomez and Nick Jonas. But solo, I can't stop drinking about you and I'm gonna show you crazy. 
This is a really good contest, Mike, because I just don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Get, get ready, get ready, Clayton. Get ready. The wrong answer, Buzzer, because he's going to get it. Yeah. Joey Jojo Shapadu Jr. I don't know. It's close. That's Bebe Rexa. Bebe Rexa. I don't even know who that is. You don't know Bebe Rexa? I mean, I'm no fan no. of her work, but I'm at least no. Come on. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse of pop culture, Kush. Ah, we're out gallivanting with some fiery head headed people. Um, all right, now you're on the back foot in back foot. Number three. Number three. Born in 1971, I'm a huge wrestling fan that loves to play punk rock. I'm a really nice guy. However, some people seem to think that I can be rancid at times. Yeah, well, that's Lars Fredrickson, who I've actually met. <laughs> yeah, he, he was actually a fan of Fog City Wrestling. He came to a few of our shows. Nice. Yeah, he does like Nice guy. I think he has a wrestling podcast now. Probably, and he, he's produced a couple of events himself. Um, very quick anecdote. Uh, met a girl once upon a time. I'm like, what music do you like? What music do you like? She's like, I like Rancid. I was like, I just hung out with the guy from Rancid. And then a week later, uh, took a photo. I was like, Lars Fredman, you got to take a photo of me. And sure enough, he did. And I sent it to her, and she's like, who's that? Let's move on to number four. What a bitch. Number four. Um, I have a, she's not a, like, what, that's a really obscure thing to lie about. I'm a rancid yeah. man. Anyway. She, she brought it up. Like, you know, I didn't say like, I just hung out with rancid. She's like, I love rancid. No, it really like, you know, I like rancid. And like, I just hung out with rancid the other day. Bizarre, bizarre. Number four. All right, like them again, sweet Jesus. Um, Born in 1930, I am one of the best known fundamental investors in the world. I have a reported net worth of $117 billion. I am a famous philanthropist and I once donated $750 million to four charitable foundations ran by my children. Donald Trump? Fuck off. He's not a nice guy. Um, Lee Iacocca? He's making names up now. <laughs> That's a real name. All right, whatever. Joey Jojo Josephson. Um, that was Warren Buffett. Oh, okay. Me and him. Yeah. I honestly thought he had died. Okay. Oh, uh, well, you've already got three wrong, but let's let's try to try to save a little bit of face here. One more for fun. Number five. Born in 1963, I have tried to keep the peace in Los Angeles, New York, and Gotham. I'm also known for another thing that I did that you could say people marvel over. What a clue. Oh, what a clue. Um, J.K. Simmons? The guy that wrote Harry Potter. No, that's oh, that's yeah, that is J.K. Simmons. Sorry, that's no, J.K. Rowling actually. Um, mm. Dinaire, you know, I think no, that's J.K. Rowling. No, yeah, J.K. So Simmons said. is the no. 
I say J.K. Simmons. Well, you would be wrong. You lose. Um, that was Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis, gotcha. Because he played, he played like a police detective in Shield, which I think was in. Mm. Well, anyway, and then he. I was think like, that was in Washington. And then he I was in. And then he was like uh, in, um, what's the what's the TV show? Batman TV show. Um, might be. So was he in Gotham? Yeah, he was. He was in Gotham, and then he also right, played it. the Thing in the Fantastic Four back in the day. That's right. You're yeah. the break. He was also on a. He was on a TV show called The Commish back in the late. 80s, early 90s, where he played that a might police be the Los commissioner. One, then, maybe. Okay. Uh, I want. To, I think that was Chicago. Not important. Whatever. Not important. You got it wrong. Give it up, man. Give I got up. it wrong. Yeah. He's currently on the HBO Max TV show Winning Time, the LA Lakers dynasty story, playing uh, the owner of the Boston Celtics. Oh, there's not a reason to hate him, man. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you pretend to be at the Boston? Fuck them. Fuck Boston. Anyway. Anyway, let's move along. Let's move along. Let's move it along. As we always say, we've been saying this for over 100 episodes now. Maybe we have. Maybe we have. When we start doing the trapdoor segment, but it's not important. Don't fact check. Um, this population, this planet is just too populated and we need to get rid of some people. So there's more air and food for the good ones. Um, so what we're going to do this week uh, is uh, delete some people from history in a segment that we like to call <gasps> The Trapdoor. Ah! As Kush gets his note, you know, tell you what, just because of the angle for those watching the YouTube version, where Kush is sitting, how he's sitting, where his knee, he's got his knees crossed or whatever. And he's got his phone perched at the top of his knee. But where it's because his knee is a lot closer to the camera than his face, his phone looks ginormous. There is a weird per, uh, uh, visual perspective here happening. Like, we're not talking iPad situation here. We look, it looks like it's bigger than his entire... There we go. Look at that. It's a massive fucking phone. It's just not convenient. Um, all right. Trapdoor, this week we are talking about pet bees, the horrible types of people that still roam this earth for some reason. But what we're going to do, we're going to decide which group of people we are going to ship on a boat, uh, take them to the Netherlands, lie to them to say that we're doing a festival, and then once we get a big group photo, we're going to take them all out. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Okay, the four types of people are... People who always have a bigger or better story than you. You know, those people are like, oh, you think that's bad? Oh, well, yeah, well, well, me and Joey, we don't. Blah, blah. Fuck them. Let me enjoy my story. Um, number two, people who always seem to insist on criticizing the things you like. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm going to wrestling tomorrow. Oh, you still like wrestling? You know it's bank, right? Third two type of people, people that sit next to you on public transport when there are clearly other available seats. Mm. Oh. 
and I don't want to be sizest, but I'm I'm very small person. It's always there's like bunch of seats, and it's always the larger gentleman that always sits next to me. Like, really, dude? Or the fourth type of person, people who ask, "Are you going to finish that during a meal?" Ah. Oh. So just to summarize, we have people who always have a bigger or better story than you. They're always trying to one-up you. Uh, people who seem to insist on criticizing things that you like. Oh, wrestling. Oh, I love wrestling still. People that sit next to you on public transport when there are clearly available seats. Or the people who are far too greedy and go, are oh, you finishing that? During your meal. Kush, what are your thoughts? Are you going to finish that, people? You know what? Nine times out of ten, it's actually your significant other who's doing that. She's like, I'm not going to have anything, but then starts pulling stuff off your plate anyways. And just like, we could have got you your own set of fries, woman. What the fuck? What? Anyway, those people are safe. Again, this is, you know, nine out of ten times, that's your wife. So that they're, they're not going anywhere. Uh, critical, judgy people. You, you should be at least to smack him in the back of the head and tell him to fuck off. But uh, they, they, they really don't mean it. They think they're also just being funny. Um, the same with the one-uppers. They, they're, they're trying to relate to the story you just said. Not only do I understand what you just said, but this was my experience. By the way, it was a lot more important than yours. Um, but Mike Fish, as you just stated, we're getting rid of those jerks who sit next to you on the bus when there are plenty of open seats. And this also pertains to people at movie theaters and uh, I think airplanes also. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of open seats and for whatever reason you wanted to sit next to me. Uh, you go, go fuck yourself. Go, go jump out of the plane without a parachute. Uh, I hope the bus hits you. And uh, I hope a lighting truss falls on you at the movie theater, specifically you, not me. Bye bye. Over. Yeah, I, I, when I went to see the Barbie movie a couple of weeks ago, it was, it was a it was very empty screening. And yeah, this like couple decides to sit like two seats down from us, and they're the kind of they were just, just talking constantly, and like, if anything, oh, see their phone lighting up. So, oh fuck's sake! And it was always one of those situations where I was looking over and then. My significant other was just like, just leave it. Just leave it. Um, what was you going to mention? What did you, you say? Um, I, yeah, uh, so, talking about uh, with the fries, you know, you did the anecdote about the fries. Like, oh, well, you could have ordered extra fries. I, I, don't, I think I might have mentioned it on this show before. Maybe it was my other one. I can't remember. But there was, I did find there's a, a, a restaurant that, when you're placing your order, one of the add-ons is, I think it was like an extra dollar, and it was like, she's not hungry, or something like that. Okay. And, and they'll, they'll give you extra fries. <laughs> That's smart. That's that smart. Very funny. Very funny. Ah, now, it's now time to chug along to the next segment 
It's a segment where Kush reviews a movie, and we like to call it Kush's Movie a Review. Kush's Movie Review. Yes, welcome to Kush's Movie Review, the show where Kush reviews a movie. If you are watching the standalone version on YouTube, don't forget to click the subscribe button, get the thumbs up, and leave your thoughts in the comments about what you think about the review or what you think about the movie. Uh, this week's movie review is Sympathy for the Devil, a great movie about the Rolling Stones, about how they wrote one of the most iconic rock songs of all time. Go ahead, Kush. Well, I wish that was true. No, that would actually be a better movie. Um, we are talking about Sympathy for the Devil. It stars Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman is, uh, you might know him as the, the newest RoboCop from 10 years ago that no one saw. And uh, he I was in know the Suicide Squad. RoboCop. They, 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 for some reason, thought they needed to make a new RoboCop in 2014. Uh, it also starred Sam Jackson and Michael Keaton. But we're not talking about the new RoboCop. That is now the old RoboCop. I Google that. It's very forgettable. It, I mean, it was fine. It wasn't bad. But it's one of those things that, like, oh, you expect to see this on at 2 in the afternoon on TNT or, or some cap basic cable channel. Um, directed by a man I've not heard of, Yuval Adler. And written by another person I've ever heard of before, Luke Paradise. Great name, by the way, Luke Paradise. Nice. Yeah, this is a very indie-rific movie, and it is a hard. Oh, excuse me, it's not even rated. It's quite violent, but not rated, and it's a uh, a whole ninety minutes long. Um, Joel Kinnaman is your average Joe dandy. He kind of looks like Ned Flanders, even, and he is on How his way to meet his wife at the hospital who is having their firstborn child. Or, or maybe it's their second child. They're having a baby. They're having a baby. And then just as our man Joel is pulling into the parking lot of the hotel, Nick Cage jumps into his car with a, a big dyed shuck of red hair and he's wearing a red suit, which looks great because they're in Las Vegas. So you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking stylish, Nick Cage. But of course, Nick Cage has a gun and he instructs Mr. Kinnaman, keep driving. <sighs> it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of talking. This is one of those movies where our antagonist, Nick Cage, is insisting that Joel Kinnaman is someone that Joel Kinnaman insists he is not. Is this mistaken identity or is Joel Kinnaman a fraud? You have to watch the movie to find out. Otherwise, this uh, this released this weekend in the Netherlands. It was in fact it was part of a Pathé Cinemas. They have a mystery movie night like what we have with Regal in the in the United States. Where I was just like, oh, that eight o'clock is going to be a movie that even they don't know what it is. So I will check that out. It was this. Um, I forget if I just said it or not, but this movie actually made its debut in the United States back in mid-July. And again, it's super indie-rific, so it just came and went. It's only okay. It's it's a very dry 90 minutes. It's violent, but the action isn't very exciting. There's a lot of tension. Um, there are times where I was on the edge of my seat. I do want to know where this is going. But ultimately, it's a little predictable. 
at um, 490 minutes, which I, you know, time length, we're always complaining about. This should have been a perfect movie, but it felt a lot longer than 90 minutes. So three out of five. I couldn't recommend you even pick this up on streaming. Like it's it's okay. It's only okay. Nick Cage is good in it. What is Nick Cage ever bad in? I don't think anything. Joel Kinnaman is fine, but it's just meh, it's not spectacular. But I couldn't so, give you guys a second review on the Barbie movie. So there it is. So is Nicolas Cage the devil? Or is that like mm -hmm. a is that like a thing, not a spoiler alert? It gets into this. I mean, they could both be the devil, honestly. Oh, I just looked it up. Apparently, it's it's available now on Apple TV. But you have to. I don't know whether it says it says from six ninety nine. So I don't know whether it's. You would rent it for seven. Yeah. Or is that like Apple TV costs six ninety nine a month? I can't remember. How much no, I believe that is the movie rental. Oh fuck that! It, it'll be under the end of the category of in theaters now. Oh, and it's, and it's got the uh, fella from uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. That's Joel Kinnaman. Is that the guy who you was claiming was in the Robocop movie? He's in the fake Robocop movie, yes. Why don't you, why don't you go for Suicide Squad? More people know what Suicide Squad is. I said Robocop. Suicide Squad. Did you? You got hung up on Robocop, yes. Maybe. It does kind of happen. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. That good, huh? Yeah. Look, look, I, don't, I don't think we're even six minutes into this review, and you're like, yeah. It's all right. It's fine. It's not a great movie. I wish. I wish. If it was a worse movie, we'd probably be talking mad shit about it. Like it's. It's very passable. Yeah. I wish I could say more. What should we do now? Mm -hmm. You. You want to guess a number in my head? No number between one and sixty-nine. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sixty-eight. Close. Anyway, I guess that's uh, the movie. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil um, is. I don't know if it's still in this movie because theaters, because like I say, it came out about over a month ago. Uh, it's available for rent. Don't bother. I guess wait for it to be. It'll be on something for free soon. I imagine. If you need to see a new film with Nicolas Cage in it, this is it. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's passable. Uh, or find Google Robocop remake because that's what I'm going to be doing after the show because I have no idea that was even a thing. That's I guess that shows how good it was. Like, was like, it, was it a full remake? Like, do you There's see a full him, on remake? A reboot remake. Like 60 times in the dick and then he... He gets exploded in a car. Oh. What? Yeah. I mean, I and guess they'll get the job done, but still, the the, the the beauty of the first one was like, oh, he's still alive. Still alive. One more thing. There's a really cool scene in the Robocop remake where Robocop is, uh, he, he's a. <laughs> What is the real? It doesn't matter. He's trying to arrest the old man, Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton does that gimmick where he's like, ah, ah, ah. Directive 4 says you cannot arrest a senior official of OCP. And then he pulls out a little remote control 
and he hits the button, and all of a sudden, RoboCop's body just breaks apart, and all he is is just a face and, like, a pair of lungs and, like, maybe a kidney. And he's like, see, this is how disposable you are. You're literally just a couple organs. That's it. It's a really neat-looking effect, trust me. And I'm sure, is the punchline in the same, like, where he gets... He gets fired or something, and then ah, you're not, you're no longer a piece of. No, they don't even do anything that clever or or satisfying. No. I, mean, I do forget how it ends. I, I'm pretty sure Michael Keaton gets killed because bad guy, but whatever. They want, they definitely wanted to do more RoboCops, and it was just like, eh. Um, while the movie had come out during the Obama administration, it was written and produced during the Bush administration. So it's a lot of tropes about how we handled things in the Middle East and commentaries on oh. that. And it's just like, eh, it's, it doesn't have any of the charm or humor or, or, or even special effects that the original 1987 RoboCop had. There you go. Could you review? RoboCop remake sucks. And those are your words, not mine. Prefer the devil three out of five. Anyway, let's wrap up this week's show by giving all ourselves some warm and fuzzies. And that actually, uh, like a little segue, warm and fuzzies for this week's story. Uh, it's time now for the feel good story of the week. Oh, we've we've gone we've gone full circle now because we are back in Scotland. Bonnie old mm. Scotland for this week's feel good story. So the Scottish Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, or the SPCA, as mm. the kids call them on the streets, uh, was called recently in to help after a young red squirrel, which are known as kits. <clears throat> was spotted sleeping under a chicken for several days last week at a farm in Tapor in Fife. Okay. Animal Rescue Officer Beth Galbraith said, we received a call from a member of the public who advised the squirrel had been coming into her hen house and sleeping under a chicken. Quote, the squirrel kit had likely been separated from his mother and had been seeking warmth and comfort from the hen who wasn't fussed at all with its new addition. The squirrel is now being cared for at the SPCA's National Wildlife Rescue Center in Clackmanshire. Mrs. Galbraith said that the kit was very thin and dehydrated, so is now under the care for for my wildlife hospital who will rear him no, it doesn't mean that. Get out of you disgusting bastards. Um, who rear him until he's healthy and old enough to be released back into the wild. So healthy squirrel. But you know, I just put was our like this is see, this is one of those stories where hey, we just don't get need to get along. Cause this squirrel was like shit, it's fuck cold. I don't know, I'm too young. I don't know how to get food and shit. It's cold. Hey hen. Can I sit under your ass? And the hen was like, fuck yeah, have a, have a go, mate. Go on, I've got you. <laughs> and the hen was just like, 
which I thought it's like I'd like. I'm hoping there's gonna be like a follow-up video where like the once the squirrel's all healthy, they take it back to the hen house, and so he'd be like, "What up, look at me now!" And the hen's gonna be like, wah, 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 wah. and they're gonna like they're gonna like hug and stuff. That'd be nice. They might. Those animals will imprint on each other. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not the usual feel-good story, but I just it's adorable it's... animals in wild helping each other out. This is Dogs why... and kisses. See, this is why animals, dogs, hens, cats. Hens are better than cats. The cat would have bit probably try to eat the squirrel. So the dog mm-hmm. to be fair, but there you go. We'll talk about that. Ah. Uh... There you go. And it also, so we went back to Scotland. Uh, a young squirrel is called Kit, the cat from the jumping rope was named Kit Kat. Oh, oh, what an interwoven, beautiful episode we've had today. <sighs> that does bring a close to episode 113. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, thankfully, next week, Kush will be back on American soil. Oof, yeah, and re jet lagged. Jet lag, it takes me like three weeks to recover from this trip. Whatever, at least you'll be on better Wi-Fi. Don't know if we ever say that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to assume while you've been in Netherlands, you haven't recorded any microdoses. There's no new microdose. So, uh, yeah. so if you are looking for more stuff, uh, go to cbpod.com where you can check out the recent episode of the Carrot Big Blue Podcast where we talk about West Ham's triumphant win against Brighton, a team they haven't beaten for a long, long time. And now they are like second in the Premier League. We're fucking crushing it. So if you want to listen to that, go to cbpod.com live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Central, but on demand as well. Um, I am Mike Fish. He's been Kush Hayes Lathan. Send us out, buddy. As today is National Grief Awareness Day, just take a second to remember that there is a poor dog in Boston named Chicken Cutlet. That poor furry bastard. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends and family about us, and we'll see you all next week. Say better myself. Until next week, take care of yourselves and each other. That's all, folks.